Diego Castro looking for the angle. Oh, superb! Diego Castro, take a bow. Across the front of the defender intelligently, Andy Keogh puts Perth in front. Hi guys and thanks very much indeed for downloading the Inside Glory podcast. My name is Gareth Morgan and I'm delighted to welcome you to what is episode 2 of Project 25, our video and podcast series marking Perth Glory's 25th anniversary. A few weeks ago I was fortunate enough to sit down with two of the club's most passionate and dedicated members in Dave Winkless and Rob Burnett. We caught up at HBF Park along with our videographer, Michael Jepson, whose voice you will hear a little bit later on in the podcast. And in case you want to see the lads as well as hear them, you can view the video that we shot with Dave and Rob at HBF Park on all the club's media platforms. It's out at the moment. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Let's hear the glory stories from Dave Winkless and Robert Burnett. Lads, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we'll start with yourself, Dave. We'll, let's go right back to the beginning. How did your own personal glory story start? Uh, so my personal glory story started with uh, my late father who passed last year. Uh, he took me, my brother and my sister to our very first glory game. It was the second season of the NSL. We played South Melbourne in December on a Sunday because all the games back then were Sunday and we sat in the temporary stand opposite the shed. And your abiding memory of, of that first game? Uh, was joining in with all the shed chants and my dad was not too happy that us three were uh, using all the swear words that they used. He got a bit cross with us when we were joining in with the fat bastard etc. And Rob your own glory story how did it get underway? Um, so my glory story started underway with actually Dave bringing offered me a spare ticket to um, the glory. It was against Melbourne Victory in 2009. So how do you two know each other? What's the connection? Uh, through the um, Waffle South Fremantle. Right, okay, of course we weren't going to mention your, uh, your, yeah, your affection for other codes, but we might have to touch on that a little bit later. So Dave, you mentioned that uh, the Shed's chance made an early impression on you. How long was it before you you graduated, as it were, to actually standing in the shed yourself? Probably, I think, in the third season of the A-League, I was invited into the shed by someone that I'd met online. And that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, up until then, I used to just sit by myself, um, either in the grandstand on the opposite side, when it was the temporary stand, or I used to sit in the grandstand that was opposite the shed. And Rob, yourself, always... So, never online, so is that a Tinder date? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mike. No, online forums. <laughs> and Rob, yourself, always in the shed from yes. day one? Yeah, day one. Would you ever consider watching Glory from any other part of the ground? I have before, and I don't like it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, now, I have, obviously, I've seen both of you in action, as it were, at a Glory home game. Very animated, very vocal. Did you sort of build up to that, or as soon as you got into the shed, did you just throw yourself into the swing of things? Uh, I just threw myself into the swing of things. As soon as I got in the shed, I was loud, I had a voice, and all the other people in the shed, they liked it because I was loud. And yeah, I could get chants going, so. Self, Rob? Same thing, really, you know, just YOLO, really. (laughs) 
And I, I guess is it a chance to to just unleash sometimes when you go in there because you know away from the game you're both you know thoughtful professional individuals uh, is it yes. is it a bit of a release sometimes at a weekend oh easily yeah it's yeah it's a massive release you know you can just go in and let your hair down and support the lads for 90 minutes now the social aspect of supporting glory obviously we've mentioned that you two came together as friends now you've established quite a wide social group quite a diverse group of of supporters yes. that, that come to the games can you tell me a little bit about that yeah, um, so I first met, obviously, uh, Rob uh, Lincoln, our mate Andrew, uh, we met at the Elephant and Wheelbarrow, which is where we used to have the pre-games. So we first met there, then we obviously started all hanging at the back of the shed, and that was where we met guys like Blaine Treadgold, Brian Doherty, Brad Harvey, um, uh, and um, Matt McIsaac as well was up the back. So there was like a core group of people that we met in the back of the shed. And then obviously I went on tour and I met all the older, you know, like people that were in the GSSC. So Dave just mentioned those away trips, Rob. Um, how much does that bring that social group together going on those away trips to watch Glory? A lot, I think. I think our friendships are stronger because of it, you know, because obviously our, earlier in 2009 we weren't that good. So obviously it was a lot of losses. So I think just bonding away from home, really. Now, I know there are the, the big tour of duty games where there'll be a large number of Glory fans, but equally, you've been to away games, haven't you, where yeah. basically it's almost been yourself. How, how, how is that as an experience? It's, it's interesting. Do lose your voice quite a bit because obviously it's, I think last year I went to, well, last year before COVID, I went to Western Sydney away and I think there was only six of us there. And it was just, yeah. I guess then when the players come over at the end, it must feel a lot more personal. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, have you got any favourite away trips in particular? Probably one of our first away trips that I think we did as a group was, I think, 2010. I think we played against Melbourne Heart. We won 2-1. Shane Smeltz scored the winner late, I think. Nothing better than a late away yeah. winner. Absolute scenes in the away bay. Absolutely. I think there's video of all of us running down the stairs celebrating with Smeltzy. Dave, your, your own favourite away day memory? Uh, it would have to be the first FFA Cup final away to Adelaide. That was just, you know, like a special experience. Like it was the first ever final of the FFA Cup and you had all the glory diehards pretty much, you know, travelled over. And like, I know there was myself and Lincoln that flew out with a whole bunch of the GSSC guys on the day of the game. So we were at the airport super early on the Wednesday morning, all at the um, airport bar beforehand. And it was just great catching up with all the people that were all excited because, you know, the glory were in the first final of the FFA Cup. All right. Well, one of your favourite away games would have been that tour of duty where the club videographer actually went along. Yeah that, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was a good tour. Look at the lads trying to sound enthusiastic. <laughs> Actually one of the worst trips I've ever been on. Well, it did lead to a controversial event with the MDE afterwards where a certain person in this room got uh, his head replaced by an emoji. Yes, what was the story behind, behind that incident, the emoji head incident, Rob? So, uh, <laughs> apparently it's controversial, but in my view it was Stonewall. Some of it was offside, so I caught it offside. Disallowed his goal. And you were then, what, punished as a result yeah. of that? <laughs> we'll Unfortunately. Have to, we'll have to dig out uh, some footage of that, Michael. I think we can uh, rely on you to do that. Uh, Dave, when we were speaking just before the interview, you mentioned that uh, when you started supporting 
glory during your school days, it was something of a of a minority interest. It raised a few eyebrows amongst your, your fellow pupils. Yes, it did, yeah. Uh, so back in like the early years, I can remember um, cutting out a picture of Vas Caligarakos from the Sunday Times. Uh, I think the photo was of him celebrating a goal because he scored a few back in the days. And I plastered that photo on one of my school folders. And back then, everybody, if they were into football, they followed the English league. You know, like the Australian league was a nothing league back then. And so there's me in, I think it was year eight or year nine, and I've got a glory player front and centre on my school folder. And yeah, like, you know, like everybody was just like, who's that bloke? Why have you got him on the front of your, of your paper? You know, that's not Alan Shearer sort of thing. Rob, just you mentioned a moment or two ago, uh, you commenting on a, a refereeing decision or an assistant refereeing decision. You are a, a qualified and uh, active referee up until you picked up your, your recent injury. Um, do you feel a little bit guilty sometimes when the shed en masse is giving the referee an absolute earful? Uh, not really. It's a bit different, you know. When you're out there, you're obviously professional. In the shed, it's all, all hell breaks loose. So you've desert your referee and brotherhood, is that what you're saying? In a way, yeah. Shameful. Well, I hope Matthew Cheeseman is watching this video. He'll be absolutely disgusted. <laughs> now, we've mentioned some, some good memories, some good away trips. Obviously, there's a, there's a downside to following any football club. What are some of your, your lowest moments as a Glory fan? We'll start with you, Rob, if we could. Uh, I don't push in, uh, probably the salary cap thing is probably a bit hurtful in a way. That's, prob that's just the only thing that sticks in my mind. You know, you lose games, you just support the lads for 90 minutes. What, any players left that particularly disappointed you in well, their departure? <laughs> well, Icon, Icon obviously. Um, Vuka as well. I've got a framed shirt at home of Vuka in the, the year we made the grand final against Brisbane. Yeah, great memories of both of those players, of course. Dave, what about yourself? What about uh, the low points? Uh, 2012 A-League grand final. Uh, I was over there in Brisbane and that one really hurt. That was just, yeah, that was just a really bad day. Like, apart from the atmosphere and that, and like, yeah, it was just really bad, obviously, with how it played out. Yeah, I think the nature of the defeat rather than the defeat yes. itself, wasn't it? Yeah, the trip itself was good, but yeah, it was just the game. No, and the away support, absolutely oh, it immense. Was brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic that day. Rob, can I just ask you about your, your match day routine? Uh, let's say it's a, a Saturday evening game, for example. How do you sort of structure your day in terms of building up to the game and, uh, you know, how does that pan out? Oh, so normally we're organised with our, with our friend group like Dave and Andrew, Sam. We'll organise maybe a lunch somewhere in the city. It's normally not normally a set place we go to. Then after lunch we normally head to um, Badlands and just have a few drinks and mingle with other Glory fans in the GCC and all that. And afterwards, do you push on? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Does it depend on the result? I don't think it depends how we're feeling, really. We normally come back up to the members bar and mingle with yourself and everyone else, and then we decide from there, really. It's more spontaneous and actual set, in a way. Dave, you've got a huge amount of Glory memorabilia, some of which you've been good enough to bring in today. That includes a vast range of, of shirts. Now, when it comes to your own match day routine how do you decide what you're going to wear for any given game and is there an element of that just depending on on what's clean on any particular weekend uh yeah sometimes it does depend on what's clean because you know quite often after games i'm like we'll go to the pub afterwards and when i get back home it's you know like after midnight or whatever and so i just think oh it's all right i'll just hang the shirt up and then for the next week i go to grab the shirt out and i'm like 
oh, geez, that's got stains on it or it's a bit smelly, I can't wear that. So then I've got to go and grab something else. Now, you're a big memorabilia fan as well, Rob. I know you're often on eBay seeing uh, yeah. what, what you can source. Any particular favourite items that you've, you've managed to acquire over the years? Um, so I've got this set of five, um, like, block-mounted posters, like, similar to this one. I got from a recycling shop at the um, tip. It's that is a, a find. That yeah, is a great find. Yeah, it's got Pe Pektovich on it and um, Gareth Navin on it as well, so it's quite, quite good. So is there a sort of glory shrine in the Burnett household? Uh, it's, in the pro it's in the process. Obviously, I've just built a house, so it's in the process of going, things getting put up on the walls. It's taking longer than I expected. <laughs> and how many glory shirts would you say you've got in total? I would say probably about 17 to 18, maybe. Yourself, Dave? Uh, oh, geez. Uh, probably about 30 to 40, maybe, I think. I haven't actually counted them. I've just sort of kept them in a box. Right, so they're boxed. They're not, on, not no. all on display. No. Uh, they're just in a box to keep them clean so that I can wear them at any given moment if I need to. Tough question, lads, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to give you three options for this. So I'm going to ask you for your three all-time favourite Glory players. Dave, I'm presuming Vass is one? Vass is one. Jamie Harmwell is the other one, obviously. I brought the uh, block-mounted poster. And the third one is really hard. Like, I want to say Mori, but I'm going to go with Bobby because, like, Bobby was just an absolute cult hero, icon. You know, like, back in the NSL, I was at the match at the Wacker when he scored the header against Adelaide City, and that was just an absolute iconic moment that, you, like, you know, like, you won't forget. If you were there, you remember when Bobby headed that ball in. He was an absolute legend. And I guess one of the great things about being a fan of a club like Glory is that you can have these people as heroes, and you can get to meet them on a, on a pretty regular basis because you would have had endless chats with all three of those, I presume. Uh, not Vass. Um, I was a bit too young, obviously, back in the day. But no, certainly um, Jamie Harmwell and Bobby, um, I've seen in the members' lounge after games. And yeah, I'm like, you just walk up and say hi and it can just start, you know, a little five-minute conversation and then, yeah, you walk off back to your group. Now, Rob, you've had a bit more time to think about this to get your uh, to get your players ready. I know it's a tough question, but uh, hit us with your favourite three. Not, it was not easy, but obviously Vuka. Vuka stands out. Uh, Michael Thwaite, who's on FA Cup final shirt, I've got signed. It's behind us there. And the last one was actually really hard because obviously I haven't supported the club as long as other people. And I can't think of one. So like between Castro, like Castro Icon... We've all had some great players at the club, so it's really hard to actually name three. So if I had to, I'd probably say Castro. Going to go for Castro. I'm yeah. glad we pinned you down, pinned you down in the end. Right, an even more difficult question in that case. Between you, I want you to pick an all-time glory six-a-side team, so you can have three players each in it, including, including a goalkeeper. So I presume we'll go with, with Vuka as the goalkeeper. Well, I'm not so sure, excuse me, Jason Pekovic was... Ja okay, no. This could go wild. Yeah, no. Um, no, I'll, I'll no, go with um, Pekovic, that's all right, fine. All right, that's fine. yeah, we'll go with Pekka. Uh, Harmwell oh, Harm in defence? Yeah, Harmwell in defence. Uh, I'd go Mori. Mori, yeah. Uh, Ivan Ergic, I think. Yeah, Ergic has to be in there. So how many is that? What's, three. three. That's three. I think that's three, yeah. So we've got um, another three more. It's a four or three? No, that's... So you went for Vuka, Harnwell. Yeah. Ergic. That's four. Mori. Mori. Mori, it's four. So that's four. So Castro. Two slots. Yeah, Castro. 
and someone else from the early days. I'm going to say Gareth Navin. I reckon Navin, hard player, good, you know, I'm like good captain, good leader. So we'll go Gareth I Navin. Agree, I would agree with that. I'd throw a controversial one. I reckon Burnsy would be a nice one to have because he actually plays a lot of five aside and oh. six aside, so, and he doesn't let anyone pass him. I reckon we could put Burnsy in there. Out a bit. I've had the misfortune to play against Burnsy in Six Aside. He is a nightmare. <laughs> right. <laughs> so maybe you can be on the bench. Yes, yeah, so he can yeah, be on the bench. The bench. <laughs> we'll It'll be an on extended the bench. <laughs> so that, to be fair, you've done well there, lads. Not only to to bring it down to the six, but also to agree. I think that's uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a reflection on your friendship. I think. Yes. Yeah. Now, in terms of that, your, your friendship as, as Glory fans, do you bicker sometimes about Glory-related stuff, or are you usually on the, on uh, the, the same page? Sometimes no, we bicker sometimes every now and again. We've, yeah, we've had yeah, like bickerings over certain things, you know, like player selections and that kind of thing. Never got to a falling out stage, though? No, not, not really. really. That's, that's good to hear. Said that in, uh, in stereo as well, which is even more impressive. Now, I know this is, is quite difficult to do. Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Dave. Can you sum up what Perth Glory means to you personally? Uh, oh, the Perth Glory means a lot to me. So before I had the Glory, I didn't really have too many friends. You know, I was like, you know, I went to games on my own. And it was sort of like as soon as I got into the shed, I started meeting people. I like I got myself a circle of friends. I had you know something other than AFL to sort of um, immerse myself in, and that was really good. So you know, like for me, like the glory just means an absolute lot to me. It's yeah, it's like it's a massive part of my life. Yourself, Rob? Yeah, I think glory. Like one word comes to mind is family. And like friendships, because I've made like a lot of my best friends at the football. A lot of my, you know what I mean? It just means so much to me. If there wasn't the glory, I probably wouldn't meet all these amazing people that I have in my life right now. No, it's great to hear. It's great to hear. Now, one final one. You're both Dockers fans. I didn't really want to mention AFL, but you are both Dockers yeah. fans. Here's a hypothetical for you that would never happen. If Glory had a, an A-League grand final on the same day as the Dockers in an uh, AFL grand final... Oh. And obviously, you can only go to one. Which one are you going to? Uh, and we can cut. The, if it's not the right answer, we'll just cut the question. <laughs> oh, it, well, I've already been to a Dockers Grand Final, so I'd have to go with the glory because I've already been to Fremantle's uh, Grand Final in 2013, which they lost. So I'd go Glory. Yourself, right? I think the glory is. I think the atmosphere, to be honest, would be better. We can keep that answer in now, Michael, which is good to hear. <laughs> Ever been tempted? to uh, wear a nice costume like Morgan does? Oh, no. Uh, no. 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 I, lo I, love, I love what Morgan does, but not for me. Like, you, you see how long it takes him to get dressed on a game day, and I just think, no. Like, that's time that I could be drinking pre-game and socialising with my mates. Actually, another question. Um, Mitch, with all he does with the, the Victorian Association... Thing. You know, it must be wonderful also that your, your friendship group is not just Perth-based, that you, you're making friends like Mitch, and there's also Chris over in Sydney, yeah. Yeah. all that so kind of stuff. Friend. It must be wonderful to have a network of friends that are, is Australia-wide. Obviously, we've got like, Justin Brown, Mike Staniforth, um, Brendan Elsgood over in Victoria, and now, obviously, Lincoln, who's now in Victoria. It's really good that we've got people to see outside of WA when we go over to Melbourne for away games. 
Yeah, and um, just um, as an aside, uh, we only realised um, after the first FFA Cup final, the Glory posted up a photo of the away end and none of us, so there was me, Lincoln and Justin and Mike that were there, I think, and we didn't know Mitch, but we looked at the photo and Mitch was standing right behind us. It was only when Mitch got to the airport and Justin was there in his glory gear flying back to Victoria that those two met and they realised they were at the same game, both going for the glory and they both lived in Victoria. So, yeah, it's amazing how these things work out. What makes football so special for you? The atmosphere is pretty good. One thing that does come to mind is that final against Adelaide here, that penalty shootout, that was the most mental I've heard the shed in a long time. It's Liam Reddy being the hero in the, in the penalty shootout and just the whole shed just going bananas. What about yourself, Dad? What, what makes it so special for you? So, um, on what Rob was saying, like that Glory Adelaide game, I'm actually going to give the A-League some credit here because one of their slogans sums it up for me that they used in the early years of the A-League and it was 90 minutes, 90 emotions. And that is why I love football because it's just, you know, that, like, you know, like it's just that range of emotion like you can be nil nil in a semi-final and then you know like in the 91st minute you can see the penalty or you know you might score the winner and just in that instant moment everybody forgets that for the other 90 minutes it was a boring game like you know and everybody is oh my god how good is football we've just won a semi-final we're through to the grand final that's that for me is why i love football yeah i guess well, that, that final against the victory was that Eddie had a few, like, a few years back, was it 2013, where I think Snelts missed the penalty. We were 2-1 two, we two, up or 3-2 up, I can't remember the exact score. Snelts missed the penalty at one end, Victor went down and scored the other end, went to extra time and then buddy Archie Thompson scored right in front of us in the second half. <laughs> Favourite chant? Do you have one? Uh, yeah, um, I think the favourite chant was the, um, when we signed Popper and we had um, the chant, um, they're coming back, the glory days. That was a good one. It's just a shame he's left us now because we can't use it, yeah, but I like that because um, it referenced the old days, which was good. Um, it's really hard to think on the oh, spot. come on, really. fat bastard, surely, <laughs> come on. Everybody loves that, it's the A-League favourite. So there it is, episode two of Project 25 Done and Dusted. A very big thank you to Dave and Rob for being so generous with their time. I hope you enjoyed listening to their glory stories as much as myself and Michael enjoyed chatting to the lads at HBF Park. We will be back very soon indeed with another episode of Project 25. In the meantime, thanks very much for downloading and stay safe. Diego Castro looking for the angle. Take a bow. Chance for Gilbertowski, who's done it. Bobby Gilbertowski across the front of the defender intelligently. Andy Keogh puts Perth in front. Murder!